0: Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Good morning to those who are watching online this morning with us. Well, we're going to attempt to wrap this up, this um, effective prayer series and um we're going to do that by going back to matthew 6 so you guys can turn there that's kind of our main text here and this is uh remember the lord uh the disciples asked lord teach us how to pray so this is just a model of prayer here and we're looking at different things that are actually very eye-opening and i'm really excited about today's because um man i'm believing for revelation how many are just believing to see something maybe you didn't see before or even just be encouraged in something maybe you knew but hadn't really thought of for a while. So um, just, God is so good. Man, I'll tell you what, if you tell him, Lord, because we've got the teacher on the inside of us. Did you know that? I think you do. That's what the scripture says, the Holy Spirit. And uh, when you ask the Lord, Lord, I wanna learn something more about this area. I wanna grow in this area, even though maybe it's an uncomfortable area um, and you don't have to raise your hand, but I know some people, they're just uncomfortable in prayer, right? I think I used to be uncomfortable in prayer. Not that, not that I didn't feel like I could go to the Lord boldly or anything like that, but, um, but uh, they're just, I think there's been a misunderstanding on what prayer is. And we've said this, but I'm going to remind you of this again, before we go into this, but prayer is not a formula. Prayer is communion with the Lord. And we said this, I think it was last week, but prayer, um, you don't, you don't just go to God and rattle off everything you need to say. Now we don't do this in relationships or we shouldn't, right? If Sean and I, we have a relationship and I'm the one who does all the talking, even though I have way more words sometimes, I need to, in order to have a healthy relationship and communion and fellowship with him, I need to actually be listening to what he's saying as well, right? And, uh, and I'm not just saying like he's talking and I'm like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah that's nice. What'd you say? Well, that happens sometimes. <laughs> But actually your heart, you're engaged with that. You're engaged with that. One of the things about this new generation that I don't like is when you go to dinner or you're having a conversation with somebody and you're constantly looking at your phone. So are you having a conversation with me or the 50,000 people there too at the same time? Nobody can have a proper conversation like that. So just keep that in mind when you're with the Lord. And you're talking to the lord and you're having that communion Now, i'm not just saying that we just go to our private prayer closet all the time although you need to have moments where you do that but we should actually be communing with god and we have the ability to do that by the holy spirit within us to communicate with the lord and to have that listening to him and hearing him and listening to him and hearing him when when you could be in walmart nobody will have a clue what you're doing I was in Walmart for the first time because I switched the stores I shop with for certain reasons. We're not going to go into that, but I'm now back to Walmart. Oh, Jesus. And the last yesterday, I realized why I stayed away. And then I went like, like where you used to not be able to go at 11 o'clock at night at all. Now you don't go at 830 because it's kind of scary too. The Millings one anyway. So, all right. So let's look at uh, Matthew 6. And we're talking about Jesus, uh, just the model of prayer. But it says, uh, just to review a little bit, our Father. So this states our position. Everybody remember that? What a wonderful position that we have, that we get to call him Father, Abba, Father that we get to call him that, that he has brought us into the family. Um, the second part was hallowed be their na- our, your name. So our response and heart attitude toward him, we must show reverence. We must show reverence to the Lord all the time. If you understand just these right here and you make it a point to reverence the Lord in your life, you won't find yourself doing things, fleshly things, that you once did as easily because you're thinking about God constantly. You're thinking about, does this honor him? Is this my character? Is this, is this what he purchased for me? Am I living out life in him like he purchased for me? The more you increase in reverence and awe and respect to the Lord, the more you are thinking about him at every step and every moment and even down to your thoughts. You won't think things you used to think Because you hold God at a place of reverence in your life and honor. And quite honestly, that's been lost in this generation and even in the church to a large degree. And we talked about honoring. What are the things that honor and reverence God? Well, when we come in and we're worshiping, we're ready to worship God together. We're not coming in thinking, oh, I don't like this song. We've talked about this. When the word of God is being preached, we're attentive. We're listening, we're hearing. It doesn't matter who it comes through. You are listening. God's word is being preached. You're honoring him. When God is moving mightily in the service, you're even thinking right now is not a good time to go potty, do you know what I'm saying? This is just truth. This is about honoring and reverencing what God is doing and what he's saying. And when you live that way, when you honor and reverence him, you will actually go through your day and you'll be driving down your car. and you, uh, Not driving down your car. That doesn't make sense. Driving down the street in your car and you'll be listening. You'll be aware of him in the atmosphere. You won't just... Be aware of him on a Wednesday and a Sunday morning, but you'll be aware of him throughout your day. You're honoring, you're reverencing him in your life as Lord, as Lord. Amen. So the other one was thy will be done. So kingdom benefits come from his will. Uh, I'm sorry, there's thy kingdom come. So people that acknowledge, they live kingdom-minded, right? And that has to do with his will. If we want to express the kingdom of God, express who God is and his reign, the kingdom speaks of reign. So does he reign in your life? Well, a good look into that to see if he does is, do I make all the decisions? Or do I actually acknowledge him in all of my ways? because we can have our own will. And I want to actually show you that in, um, well, first we'll look at 1 John 5, 4, because it's important that we, come in line and fall in line with his will. So powerful prayer is praying his will. How do we know his, it's his will. His word is his will. FF Bosworth said, faith, faith begins where the will of God is known. So if you're going to believe God for healing in your body, then you might want to know what his will is about it. And then you can have faith for that thing. Well, we know that his will is to heal all who are sick, that he came to heal all who were sick. We know that's his will. That's not even a question in my mind. If that's a question in your mind, you might wanna get in your word and find out that that's what you've maybe heard in religion is that sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. You're gonna need to find out what his will is because how do you have faith in something where we don't know? Well, sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. How do you put faith in that? You can't. It's impossible. You don't know what he's going to do. You just don't know. Well, he's a father. He's a good father. And he wants all to be healed. But in 1 John chapter, or 1 John 5, 14, and I'm going to go through these kind of quick, but it says... And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So where does confidence come from? We know his will. If there's a situation in your life and you don't feel very confident, this is where you need to spend time asking the Father, Lord, acknowledge him, what are you saying? And we've talked about this, but it's not just, all right, I've got five minutes, you let me know, because I'm going. It's being patient, waiting on the Lord, hearing what he has to say. And then when he does speak, we're quick to obey, right? We're obeying the will of the Lord in that area. But it says, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked asked of his name. So confidence comes in knowing. So you can really see how come a lot of people in the church, not here, not here, but in the church, have a hard time receiving anything from the Lord. It's not because the Lord is is withholding anything, it's because sometimes we don't spend enough time finding out what his will is, and then we have nothing to attach our faith to, but our own wishes. But when you know the word of God, he says, you can stand on this thing and it will hold you through any storm that you come up against. You can stand on this. It is firm enough. It is steady enough. And you can. It's just that, see, I don't even remember what the percentage is, but a very small percentage of the church actually reads their word. And we're supposed to read this daily. We're going to get into that. But um, if you wanna know, if you wanna be able to go to God in prayer and know that I am asking this thing and I am so confident that not only does he have it available for me, but oh, he so wants to give it to me because he loves me so much. Then I know that when I go and ask For this thing in faith, according to his word, according to his will, then I know that I have what I have asked for. Now, how do we know that? Do we know it when we see it? No, we know it because that's what he said. You know you have the thing that you've asked for. So sometimes I think like in our prayers and having, you know, like, all these unanswered prayers is we've just gotten things out of line, out of sync. Not only that, do you not think, and we're gonna look at this, that the Holy Spirit, it says that he helps in Romans, it says that he helps us when we don't know what to pray in our infirmities. That doesn't mean sicknesses, but he, he helps us and shows us how to do that That means that not only do we need his word, but then the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. All right, you know this situation right here? I want you to pull this word out and I want you to speak and proclaim that. And that combination is powerhouse. Powerhouse. When you hear from God, when the Holy Spirit reveals to you the living Word of God, because we have we have treasured this Word in our heart. That is why we read the Word every single day, and we meditate upon it, because then when a situation comes in front of us, the Holy Spirit says, here's the one. And out of that well, and out of that treasure, you pull that word of God, and then it, and then when released out of your mouth in faith, it is like a weapon. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. But how do you know how to do that if you're not communicating with the Lord and you're not in fellowship with him? You see, because when you're not in fellowship with him too, Sometimes you don't know what his voice sounds like. So then you vacillate back and forth. Was that God or was that me or was that the devil? Was that God, was that me or was that the devil? Well, you are his sheep. He is your shepherd and you know his voice and the voice of a stranger you do not follow. The whole package of God is what helps us to walk in victory not portions of it. Now, the Lord will help us as long as he can, but listen, if we wanna be victorious, right, year of victory, if we wanna walk in victory like we never have before, then we have to learn that, listen, and we've talked about this, even with laying our lives down for him and being true disciples, a disciple hears and responds and hears and responds and spends time and fellowships and communion with the Father, they don't separate out their life. Every part is yours, Lord. Every part is yours. So 1 John 5:14. 14, since we have confidence, I wanna have confidence when I pray so what a powerful promise. And this is Andrew Womack said this. John was confident of this. The only reason people don't ask God for his help is because they aren't confident that they will receive what they ask for. Come on, you you really got to assess yourself on this. When I'm praying, do I have in my heart, well, last time it didn't work. Well, this... Well, it didn't work for this person. We've got to stop that. We have to decide that, no, I am going to live in communion with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit, be a person of the word of God, a doer of the word of God. And I, by the spirit of God, know all things that I need to know. You almost find yourself in a position of having to check yourself. Do I really trust God here? Am I really trusting God? Am I really trusting God to handle this? And it's an honest question that you have to ask yourself. And if you find yourself saying, no, I don't think I do, because I'm trying to go out ahead and do my own thing, and I'm trying to figure it out in my mind, and I'm allowing it to race in my mind all day long. I'm allowing the thought, you know, and it doesn't mean, just because you have thoughts come to you doesn't mean you're out of faith. We need That's another teaching, all right? But what are you doing with that thought? If you take that thought and then you begin to meditate that thought and then you begin to bring it and then you begin to speak it, well, then you owned that thought. That's why the scripture says, take every thought captive to the word of God, to the knowledge of the word of God. What does the word say? So we need to be in his word and he says, Um, his word, so what is God's will? His word is his will. We don't have to just toss out if it be your will at the end of every prayer and wonder what is going to happen. Now, I don't have time to go into this, but there are things directions in life right there are steps that you're going to take maybe it's a job maybe it's all of these things you don't have a specific scripture for that that says thus saith the Lord take the Wendy's job that's the one but we do have a scripture that says acknowledge me in all of your ways and I will direct your path and make it straight and plain all right We do have scripture like that. So that's taking it back to the word of God. And when you honor that word in those decisions that you make, the Lord will lead you in his will for your life at that moment. Amen. Do you guys see how that's kind of, that's why you need communion. You have to have the word and the spirit. We have that. What an amazing, amazing thing God has given us. His word and his spirit. His word and his spirit. Um, and it says, we don't have, to, or uh, when we pray the word and know we are asking in agreement with that word, we can be confident that God has heard us. And as the next verse says, In verse 15, we know what we have. It says, when we know God has heard us, we know we have the results he has promised. Now in Psalms 81, and you don't have to turn there, I'm gonna go there really quick because I actually wanna get to something else today, or I I feel like the Lord wants to, but 81, and you can just look at this later, but I'll read it to you, 11 and 12, it says, but my people would not hearken my voice and Israel would have none of me. So I gave them up to their own heart's lusts and let them go after their own stubborn will that they might follow their own counsels. See, God will allow us to follow our own counsel. The problem is, is we have a lot of people, I think in the church in general, that are following their own counsel and then blaming God when it doesn't work out like the word says. And listen, there is room when you make a mistake and follow your own counsel and it doesn't work out, you just go to the throne of God boldly and God will get you back and he'll help you get back and he'll get you to that. I mean, how many times we've done this and you're gonna have that as you're growing in your relationship with the Lord but the more you spend time with him, the more I spend time with him in that fellowship, you begin to hit the mark more often. And that's what we're going after, right? And so um, he let the children of Israel make their own choice and follow their own heart's lust. And the thing about your heart, this, this is interesting, the heart's lust is that sometimes you can get your heart so ingrained in something and so committed to something that you actually think it's God leading you sometimes. And it's not because your emotion is so wrapped up and you feel it strong and boy, you got goosebumps on that one, you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't the right move. Well, how do you know in that moment? Listen, we live and move and have our being in him. When you are in constant fellowship with the Lord on a daily basis, you won't be bumping along and then in, a, in, in one moment need an answer for something and get off. Let me explain that because that did not come out right or maybe it did, let me, Lord help me here. You can't just live life for yourself out of your own heart, your own counsel, your own will, and then all of a sudden one day need an answer straight from heaven and expect that it's gonna be easy to know how to hear. You condition yourself to know his voice to know what he sounds like, because you get to know him. When Sean speaks to our kids, they have no question in their mind that that is their dad. They know his voice. They know the way he sounds. They know all of that. When I call my daughter in college, she doesn't wonder who's calling me. She knows her mom's voice. Why is that? Because we have spent years, I've been training and we've been in communion and fellowship. You know, but you're gonna have and I'm gonna have a hard time knowing for sure that it's God if I only visit him once a month in communion and fellowship. We are to live daily in communion and fellowship with him. And this is how we are effective in prayer. Because we're not just throwing out our own thoughts or our our ideas, but we are hearing the voice of the Lord and acknowledging him in the decisions and the steps that we take in life. And he says that he will make straight our path, amen? So we can come to God with no doubts when we ask or make request that is made in accord or agreement with his plan. When, he, when we agree with what God wants for us, all right? So prayer can be non-effective when we don't line up to with what he wants for us. That's what the children, well, we want this, children of Israel, well, we want this. Well, we're tired of this, we want this. Well, we're tired of that, we want that. They were trying to, they were getting in a place of fear and distrust toward the Lord and then found themselves not walking in the promise that God had for them. It's the same for us. If we continually just go by our own counsel and our own will, we won't end up where God wants us. You'll find yourself off course And if we are true disciples then we truly do go to the lord and say lord not my will but yours be done what do you have for my life what do you have for my life um here's just kind of a simple example taylor she's looking at two different bible colleges all right she's looking at rhema or karis and it would be really easy for her to choose Karis. Her best friend's there. Her best friend is there. But she is focusing in on, I need to hear from God no matter what I want. Now she could probably go there and it'd be fine and everything, but but listen, it's important because In the path, in the will of God that that the Lord has for us, there are things in that path that we may not get in another. Do you know what I mean? We want his best. I want his best. I want his will. And I'm not gonna spend any more time on that. That's probably another message. But um, verse four says, In him... I love this. This is back to, uh, excuse me, 14. This is back to 1 John 5. And it says, we have, this is the confidence that we have in him. We are life in Christ. This is the confidence that we have in him. And that in him means toward him, face to face, intimate, personal relationship with him. So this is the confidence that we have when we are in intimate, personal relationship with him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. He hears us, amen? So we want effective prayer. Well, this means that we have to intentionally spend time face-to-face with him through fellowship in his word and openness of our spiritual ears to hear and then obedience in our response to what we hear and what he directs. In, uh, let's turn to Romans 8, and this is where we're talking about the Holy Spirit and the helper of the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 8, verse 26, it says likewise the spirit also helps in our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered the phillips translation says he helps us in our present limitations anybody have limitations every day probably what should i do here what should i do if you own a business i'm sure you've got all these questions We run a church every day. We have natural limitations. Well, God wants to add his supernatural to our lives. And that's incredible. We have that by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses andrew womack says the holy spirit is always leading us and interceding with us for god's perfect will to come to pass in our lives the father and the holy spirit communicate perfectly perfectly this is why prayer is so important and not just in english but also praying in the holy ghost if you don't understand the gift of praying in tongues then i want you to grab our little red book out there called Why Tongues by Brother Hagen will help you to understand because sometimes you don't know how to articulate in English what you need to pray. But when you connect with the Holy Spirit that is in perfect, Union with God, perfect, they say the same things, they're thinking the same things. When you connect with the Holy Spirit of God within you to pray out um, these mysteries, when you feel weak, when you don't know, you will get an answer. That's what that's saying right there. He'll help us in our weaknesses. He'll help us in our weaknesses. And there's so much more that praying in the holy spirit does for you so you just need to get that book and that'll be a good start and if you want to receive that we can pray with you for that just let us know but um his will is is his word and then we get the leading of the holy spirit on what direction to take all right so matthew 6 and this is where I'm going to go to next today. And this, we're not going to make it through this whole thing, but Matthew 6, verse um, um, 11, give us this day our daily bread. How many have just read that and just kind of read, oh, that's nice. Or how many have actually looked into what that means? It's incredible. I think it is anyways. But give us today the bread that we will need. So daily, in the Greek, is super essential, super substantial. More than necessary, abounding. So daily, actually it kind of even there's in this particular passage, it also means um, manna. So what happened with the children of Israel? within the bread from heaven that they received was everything they needed in their physical body to get through the day he is the bread of life give us this day our daily bread the meaning of this phrase broken down in the greek so is that it's it's the bread This bread is meaning, this one in particular in Matthew chapter six is meaning our physical, mental, and spiritual sustenance. So God's bread, Jesus Christ, the bread of life, is our super substantial, super essential, more than necessary, abounding sustenance, For every day, individually, for everything, spirit, soul, body. I don't know if you're thinking on that very well. His mercies are new every morning. God does not, Jesus is not something, someone that happened thousands of years ago. He is still, just as he was there, the bread of life, just like manna from heaven. He is exactly what we need spirit, soul, and body, more than enough abounding for each day individually. No? Come on, think about that. Think about that. He's the bread of life. He is not the snack of life. He is not the snack of life. This is why we get in communion and fellowship with him daily, because in daily fellowship in his word and with his spirit, we have super, essential, abounding, more than enough, anything we need, everything we need, more than enough, overflowing for our spirit, soul, and body. He takes care of the natural side. He takes care of the spiritual side. And it never goes away, the bread. It's just there. It's unlimited. And it's fresh every single day. And it's perfect. And it's exactly what you need. Does that not make you want to wake up in the morning and come face to face with your father and honor him with your life and tell him, Lord, your way is so much better. Show me which way to go. And if it's uncomfortable to my flesh, hallelujah, because it was uncomfortable to your flesh at times. And I saw what happened when you put your flesh aside and said, not my will, but yours be done. I saw what happened when you did that. Victory came. He's the bread of life. When you find yourself frustrated, worn out, Come on, I'm speaking to myself too. Your strength feels weak. You don't have answers. You don't feel like your prayers are being answered. Are you snacking on the bread of life or are you taking everything you need? Or are you also trying to do this like the Israelites did? We're tired of this manna. We want to do it our own way. Oh, man. Thank you for that revelation, Lord. See, they said, we're starving out here. And God gave them exactly what they needed. And then they didn't want what he had to give. And they missed out. But if he truly is our bread of life... And we go to him, we say, Lord, what do you have for me today? What is it? What's the direction? And he gives it to us. We don't act like the stubborn at heart, the people that follow their own lusts. We stay to the will of God, we stay to what he's saying, and we will get to the promised land. We will get there. He is the bread of life. Let's look at it. John 6 33. Oh my goodness the time, it's going really fast. But the Lord is getting out what he wants to get out, I believe. John chapter six, verse 33, we're gonna go through 35, for the bread of God is he who came, who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. See, Jesus, when he came to give life, it didn't stop on that day it's a forever now fountain of life that actually now lives on the inside of you by the Holy Spirit. It never runs dry. It never goes stale. It's always fresh and it's always what you need. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Hunger and thirst in that verse means spirit, soul, body. Every part of your being You will never, you should never, if you come to him, you will never in the natural go hungry. You will never thirst for answers and not have them. You will never become sickly and skinny and malnourished. You will always be full and strengthened and alive when you come to the bread of life. This comes through word, feeding on the word of God. This refers to that as well, coming by the spirit, praying in the spirit, spending time with God, going to the word of God, spiritual food, the divine precepts, which we are to think over and put into practice each and every day. We are to think on them. Daily communion, daily enriched, daily nourished in all of our being. Daily nourished in all of our being. In that verse, John chapter six, Verse 33 and 35, I alone myself am the life-giving bread. I am the food which gives life. The one who commits to me will never again be thirsty and shall not suffer thirst. What food and water are for the body, Jesus is to the life of man. But see, the thing about Jesus is when you seek the kingdom of God first and you seek that relationship and you are a true disciple, he will take care of the natural too because he's a good father. He's a good father. We are not desperate and despondent. We are not without direction. We are not without hope. He is the source of our supply, capital S. He is our source in the natural and the supernatural. He is the bread of life. To think that we have this kind of bread, available every day, every minute of every day. See, this is where you bring it back to the beginning where of that verse where he's saying, listen, in order for you to understand what I am in your life, you need to know I'm a father and I'm a good father. And just when your kids need bread, you don't give them a stone, is that what it is? So we need to understand that and then we need to understand because listen if we really reverence somebody in our life we actually give attention to them and we're thinking on them and we're not just thinking about ourselves we're thinking about him so there's this whole thing in this prayer that jesus was teaching that if you just read my father our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done like a robot No, this is a model. Lord, you are my father. I have been engrafted in to the family. I am a daughter, so I can go to you as such with boldness. And I can sit at your feet and face to face, commune with you and fellowship with you. And I'll never take that lightly. I will always keep reverence in my heart toward you. In me, I'm a vessel that your kingdom and your reign can flow through, which means that I, I submit to your will and your way, not my own, but yours. And when I do that, oh my goodness, and I live in that place of communion with you, you are the bread of life and you will sustain me, abounding, abundantly sustain me. And then the next part I don't have time to get into, but we actually did touch this, so I'm just gonna leave you with this. The next part that of that prayer is, I gotta turn there. The next part of that prayer is something. It is, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Notice the linkage between the way we forgive others and the way that we are forgiven. Debt. Don't just think money. This is what the word debt means right there. Shortcomings, failures, wrongs, faults. So if you put that into here, verse 12, and forgive us our shortcomings, our wrongs and our faults. As we forgive people their shortcomings, their wrongs and their faults. So at the extent that I want forgiveness from the Lord is the extent that I have to give it to my brother and sister. You want forgiveness and communion and fellowship to be able to flow really clear through you and you want to be able to? We have got to keep our hearts clear from offenses and hurts. It is so important that you find it, and I know we've talked about this, so I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on there, but it is so important that you see it all throughout the word of God. We've talked on it when it's actually in this series where it has come into connection with your prayers being answered. If you don't know how, God, how serious God is about it, go back over the last two years at this church how much God has been ministering to us about walking in love and forgiving one another when you hold that in you you're only hurting yourself you're not hurting the person you think you are there's a link there that's important to pay attention to there's a link there the forgiveness that we have received from the lord is infinitely greater than any forgiveness we could ever be asked to extend toward others how much have you been forgiven of oh my goodness how much have we been forgiven of how much has god given and given toward us and, and and allowed to flow how much have we been forgiven of when you think about that it's easy to extend forgiveness because everybody has wronged somebody and everybody has hurt somebody see what the enemy likes us to do is to focus on me my hurt myself and you don't even see I don't even see the hurt that we're releasing when we do that he has forgiven us let's forgive amen Ephesians 4.32, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. The message, I love this, and we'll end with this. Make a clean break with all cutting, backbiting, profane talk. Be gentle with one another, sensitive. Forgive one another as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. How can I do that? Well, because the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. You're not doing it by your own love. You're doing it by God's. The same one that forgave you lives in you to extend to somebody else and forgive. Well, how do I do that? Well, by faith, like you do everything else in the word. It doesn't matter what it looks like or feels like. This is what I am releasing. This is how I'm living. Amen? And we don't meditate on the lie. We meditate on the truth. And the manifestation of forgiveness will come. And what I mean by that is, you will see that person that you had angst in your heart against, and one day if you continue to walk out in faith, forgiveness towards them, and just say, nope, that's not who I am, I'm a forgiver. The love of God is in me, the love of God is in me. That's what I extend. One day they'll walk in the room and nothing but the compassion of Christ will flow out of you and you actually feel it in the natural. It's an amazing thing. Ask me how I know. Because I've done that. I've had to believe God in faith for forgiveness. Amen? So we wanna be effective in prayer, right? Yeah, we do. We absolutely do. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you and we praise you, Lord. And Father, you just, Lord, we have the teacher, the Holy Spirit on the inside of us that teaches us all things. We thank you, Lord, that we, in this church, we are growing in effective prayer, growing in the love of God and understanding, Lord, that you are our bread of life we just love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.